Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, Deep Dive with Andy and the White Whale. Welcome to the Deep Dive. Andy, we are heading into week 10, which means each team has played eight games. We are officially past the halfway point of the season. Uh, They let us know on Red Zone. Is that right? I didn't see that. He mentioned that. He's like, oh. there's a certain point after one of these games finishes, we'll be through exactly the 120 yards. Yeah, it was funny. That's great. I so love that. We're, yeah, we're across, across the halfway point. We're across the halfway point. It's kind of bittersweet. Week, the first half of the season has been very, very good to me. I am in very good position on all of my futures, my win totals. I don't want to jinx it. I'm knocking on wood here. This is not... And that's that's me knocking on wood, not jinxing this, but uh, very very solid position. Um, that was the baseboard. Uh, <laughs> we have uh, I've had uh, the game by game bets. I'm up uh, solid ROI so far this season in, in game by game betting. Um, week nine was my most successful Saturday Sundays to this point in the season. Um, that Saints win was just spectacular. The Dolphins win was spectacular. Um, Tom Brady threw three picks. Getting me that much closer to 11 on the season. That was fantastic. Um, Saints futures are looking solid. Uh, really and truly, I, the only, I guess the only thing that didn't go my way is uh, I, I didn't need so many turnovers from Russell Wilson. Uh, his MVP candidacy is a little, it's a little, in, it's in jeopardy. Um, I still feel decent about it, um, but not as good as it was heading into the weekend. What, uh, what was any major takeaways for you? From week nine, as we head into the home stretch of the season here, I guess it's not really the home stretch. This is the back half, the back nine, as it is Masters yeah, I, weekend. I think it was my best Sunday as well, capped off by never in doubt Patriots minus two and a half in a teaser leg. I wasn't worried. You weren't worried. None never in doubt. Worried about that. Never in doubt. Doubled that's up. Why we, that's yeah. That's why we played them straight up to win the game. They weren't going to win the game by one or two. It just wasn't going to work out that way unless, obviously, missed extra points are still common. Maybe I shouldn't say that, but yeah, good week. My futures aren't in bad shape. I'd say, oh, here's one. you got to have one out there that's hilarious. Like, oh, Cowboys, sure. over, Cowboys over nine wins for me. What's your <sighs> we should That sucks, man. That one just it, stinks. It, it is, yeah, it, it's, I mean, injuries happen. You're going to win these on injuries, too. If you play a regular season win totals under, and, you know, I've done that where I've played a, a positional player to be under a certain amount of yards or touchdowns or whatever, and they get hurt, and you just win. Yeah. Like, it, it works both ways, and honestly, it works that way better. Yeah, my most hysterically bad plays involved the San Francisco 49ers. My Jimmy G MVP oh, yeah. play was disaster. Um, my San Francisco, I have some San Francisco futures that uh, are dead. Um, they've just, this, it's just been a spectacularly injury filled season. <laughs> you got you got voided on Jimmy G. That was thank yeah, God that was for good. that. Uh, I think I might have had that voided too, but I had some other ones at some other books. But that's beside the point. Um, yeah, I don't think there's really anything else hysterically bad. I'm in bad shape on. I had a an alt under Chicago that uh, I think it was under six and a half, and they would go out five and one, and that's still not in great shape here at five and three. Um, but it's not five dead. Not dead. Uh, five and four. Not dead yet. Um, but those that was kind of a hysterical uh, sprint out of the gate for uh, Chicago. Yeah. 
I do have some I do have some Mahomes MVP preseason, which is probably similar to the number he is now. So no, it was I'm like hoping. four four to one, wasn't it? It was four and a half, I think. He's like I two to one now. Yeah, that's in good shape. Yeah, he's he's right up there with that's him, o- so. that's only going one way too. Twenty five touchdowns in one pick is pretty flipping spectacular. Yeah. yeah, we need to continue to say that as much as possible, so everyone will keep repeating that. Twenty five touchdowns, one pick is a pretty good stat line through uh, as many weeks as he's played. Nine. He's played nine games. He has one he has more game than Russell yeah. Wilson, which is obviously that's skewing things a bit. Because I mean, Russell Wilson's on pace for fifty six touchdowns. That's still in, absolutely insane. Even if he has sixteen picks, and obviously we're going, we're coming into the cold weather part of the season. It's going to be a lot harder to accrue stats. I personally think it's going to be harder for. Mahomes and for Rodgers because they're in cold weather weather cities. Um, also, they have slightly better defenses on those two teams, so they're less likely to need to put up stats to win games. Um, so Russell Wilson, I think, is still in the driver's seat rightfully for the MVP. Plus, the narratives are there. You know, let Russ cook. That's popular. All the kids are saying it. Um, plus, he's picks, you know though. That's not zero bad. zero MVP votes to this point in the season. That is that um, is, you know, that in is his in his career in his career yeah yep, so yeah. far so um yeah I think that's all my takes the the good teams won but not by as much as I thought oh the yeah lost. oh yeah it, it was like a, it was like a mass exodus to the middle yes great um, way to put it regression the, ba- everybody like, regressed to the you didn't upgrade yeah. the Jets I mean I didn't I mean I had them as ten or eleven points worse than a neutral than an average team on a neutral and now they're at like nine and a half, so I upgraded I, them a point I, and a half. <laughs> but they're still the, by far the worst. No, and that's the thing. I was going to and then I just decided not to. They're on an island of yeah. terribleness. Yeah. I'm not going to. Still. Like they can stay where they're at, that's fine. <clears throat> but yeah, everybody at the top, somebody had a good tweet about that as far as who are your top five teams. Yeah, and it says they, the Chiefs. The Chiefs are number one, and yes. then out of the next oh, that was, nine, yeah. yep, out of the next nine teams, two through five, or whichever one of those won or won the most convincingly. <laughs> it's just yeah. it any five of the nine teams that won last week. That was yeah. PFF George, our buddy PFF, George. Yeah, George. That was a Chuck, great tweet. I cannot say his name. Great tweet. Yeah. Uh, but no, your point is correct. Uh, my number two team last week was Tampa Bay. They got downgraded to number eight. My number three team was Seattle. They got downgraded. My number four team was the Steelers. They got downgraded. I mean, it was just a mess. Uh, it was just a slaughterhouse at the top there. A lot of downgrading. Um, even the Chiefs, I downgraded the Chiefs off of that uh, performance. Their defense was not as strong as they had let on over the last couple of weeks. So they got a, they got a, uh, they got a minus grade. Um, they're not as good as they were, but they're still three points clear of the field. <laughs> so that's incredible to me that they're that much better than the next best team in the NFL right now. Um, and I don't see that changing really because they have the best player, even though he's not the MVP. Hopefully, <laughs> or maybe, maybe, hopefully for you. I, guess. I have them. I have Baltimore as my number two now. Um, what? Oh, you have a high prior score, huh? I. I st- Still, What's your prior weight at this I still, point? I still have no adjustment in that right now for injuries. Okay. So technically my next best team would probably be – it's just a mess. Like it's it's a mess in there between Baltimore, Tampa Bay, Pittsburgh, the Rams, New Orleans. Uh, every Everybody's just there. Like they're all just there in the middle, and they're all like three – you know, two and a half, three points worse than Kansas City. If you look so at it the, is just, it is just a mess right there. 
news and notes uh, today, by the way, the NFL passed uh, a um, kind of under the radar. They passed this. I didn't see it until two hours later. I was kind of surprised by this news. Um, but they approved uh, the eight-team format if the season's not completed. So basically, if those, uh, regular season win totals now, dude, <laughs> it's going to be Russian roulette. There's going to be a couple teams that aren't going to get to 16 wins, and that's going like to suck. 16 games. And that's going to suck. 16, 16 games. Excuse me. Top. There's going to be a couple. That, there's only one, one team, team that could get to 16, and I don't think they're going to um, get there. <laughs> yeah, the, the, my quick take on that before we, we will get to the games here is the fact that they took the time to have a meeting and have a vote on Not something a good like this. <laughs> yeah, means they're worried enough. If, if they weren't, because it's the NFL, they're not terribly proactive about anything. They wait, they, they, you know, a bunch of NFL players have to, like, have serious issues down the road with their brains before they even consider a concussion a real thing. They're not proactive, never have been. So the fact that they took a vote, held a meeting, and approved this makes me think they're way more worried than I ever thought they would be about finishing this season. So... Knock on wood, but for the most part, this uh, quarantine stuff, yep, this quarantine stuff has seemed to be okay where, you know, if a player does get popped or has close contact and they f- they isolate them, we haven't had, like, this team has, like, 40 cases or something awful like that. Tennessee was pretty rough early on, and there was a couple that were scary, but for now... I, I think they've got that part under control, but who knows with what the winter months will bring again. Not a virologist, but I'm I'm a little worried after they put this through, so it should be well, interesting. I'm glad that they I'm glad that they made a plan because if you look at the trends Ooh, yeah, nationwide, sure. it's not looking great. And if you look at the trends just in the NFL, like last week we had what, eight teams with the player, at least one player? on the list and or four teams had to shut down their facility for a couple of days. There, like we're know, not trending in the right direction. In Texas. There was a guy in Texas who was using other people's tests. He actually tested positive 1500 times himself. And he got caught. <laughs> That's just an election joke. That's not true. That's not true. Fake no, and I don't think the election joke part of it is either. No, I don't either. Um, I, okay. Well, I'm so done with the news right now. Yeah. Oh God. Yes. Um, I guess for next week, as you look across the play, because we're there's going to be a lot of things that settle into place playoff picture wise this week. This is kind of a high leverage, well, like one of the last big high leverage weeks across the league. Um, but before we get into the week eleven cap, uh, let's think about um, you know pick pick for me one team that you think that is in the playoff picture that's going to fall out and one that's out that you think has a chance to get in, and we'll look through the playoff markets next week and see if we can find a little futures value. Does that sound like fun? Oh, for next week? Okay. Yeah, for next week. Like, yeah. Hey, yeah, for, for next week. This yeah, for next week. Surprise! I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm giving you a whole week to think about speak. this. I'm giving you a whole week to think about this. Um, okay, let's get into the card. No, it's just going to be like Tuesday night. I'm going to be scrambling just like I did. I'm, I'll school. remind you. I'll remind you then. I'll remind yeah. you and, on Tuesday then. And everybody, I don't know when we're releasing this. We didn't discuss this before we recorded, but for anybody who is screaming at their phone when we say something outdated, uh, just with scheduling conflicts, we're recording this Tuesday evening rather right. than the normal Wednesday. So we're going to be a little further behind on injury news, COVID yeah. news, everything news. Yeah. And we're going to do the best we can, God damn it. Yeah. So if Big, if Big Ben passes away from COVID-related symptoms tomorrow. Or his elbow. And, yeah, or his elbow. <laughs> yeah. If something happens to Big Ben between now and when you listen to this podcast, we apologize. 
we're doing this to get the information to you as soon as possible in the most efficient way possible. And presumably, if you were listening to the Sunday podcast, you already got some, you already made some very good bets this week because we're in a nice, we're in, we're in a nice position on a bunch of, on a bunch of things already, but let's, uh, let's talk about uh, Thursday night football first. It's a great game. Great game. Very excited for this one. More excited to hit the halftime than I am to hit the pre-flop because I think the pre-flop numbers are pretty solid here. But we have the Indianapolis Colts heading to the Tennessee Titans. Uh, this is kind of the end of the soft or the easy part of the Tennessee Titans schedule from a travel standpoint. Um, they have had one away game since week three, <laughs> and it was in Cincinnati, and they lost. Um, this is their last. This is this is one of their last home games, and then they finish the season uh, with five of seven on the road. So they're about to really be tested from a travel standpoint. Um, they have a narrow lead over the Colts for the AFC South. This is a huge high leverage game for them. If they win this game over the Colts, they're in the driver's seat. They're in the driver's seat. It's huge. Um, they have they've lost two games so far this season. Both of them were out of, divi- out of division, correct? They lost to the Steelers and the, and the Bengals? Yes. Titans, and and, and not, not only for the division, but Indy currently, there's so many teams that are like five and three. Oh, yeah. Indy is currently in the nine spot. And wow. You know, well, that's the thing. Like, there's no, I... four, here's, here's something. And, you know, we had week eight and week nine where some teams hadn't played yet and you know everybody had to get to their 8th game and 9th game there was never anybody who was 8 and uh, 4 and 4 this year that wasn't a thing what i don't think that does it okay i didn't know if that was like weird to you too that's crazy to me that's crazy no to or, me. Oh, no the niners were the niners are 4 and 5 okay i'm just looking and i'm having a freak out here like was nobody 4 and 4 the That's, Niners are four okay. and five. They were the only they team. Oh, okay, okay, that makes me feel better. I was losing my mind. I'm like, I don't think anybody could have been four and four. The Niners. That's were wild. Good. So anyway, after the Colts in the nine spot, it does drop to three and five, and then there's a big drop off to the rest. So the Colts don't risk dropping into the double digits in uh, the ranked order of the AFC, but they're dead last among all the teams with winning records. And if they drop this one, it gets it just gets harder for that to get out of that basement and get to that seven or eight spot as we found out. Yeah. Yeah. Because you got Miami, Miami's playing hot right now. Cleveland uh, coming on strong with Cleveland an easy, easy, easy ass course. schedule, easy yeah. ass schedule. The uh, Miami dolphins uh, playing absolutely white hot right now. Um, Raiders. Did I already say that Raiders, Miami and Cleveland are all in the driver's seat over the Colts. Um, and uh, honestly, the Colts are, you know they they are kind of positioning for wild card because a second loss here uh, in division they lost to the Jags week one that's not great um, yeah. so they you know they can't afford a second loss in division uh, and this is yeah big high leverage game so um, what do you think fair line Tennessee minus two minus two and a half across the board a little bit a little numbers, bit a little bit of number number, number jockeying here. I don't show a ton of value, but my numbers do lean slightly to Indianapolis. Ooh. I'm thinking they should be a pick, roughly. Wow! I'm still adjusting this. Yeah, I, <clears throat> I don't have in. I don't have Tennessee ranked as high as you, and I don't know how much you're using on priors or just the fact that you're super biased because you love this team. I like this team a lot too, but 
It's a team, and this is not something that hasn't happened to a few teams. It's a team who lost their left tackle, who's still working on getting pieces back in the secondary. And for now, their secondary is not good, even though we didn't really get to see that because it was Foles and the Bears' play calling was that of, you know, someone throwing darts at a donkey with a play call sheet on it. It was Bears it was rough. It was, a, it was a rough game. That's a common analogy, actually. So, <laughs> I mean, we didn't even really get to see how bad Tennessee's defense can be because it was such bad play calling. Uh, it's funny how Nagy has dropped from, like, he won Coach of the Year to basically a guy we shit on now. Yeah, it's like a kiss a guy, death, A guy that we don't is Frank Reich, and we do like him. He went up against a tough, de- a tough defense. He went up against a very tough coach. And Baltimore made some great second-half adjustments, got that game done. This is not the Baltimore defense. Although, to, to be fair, Baltimore did lose a couple players, and they were already missing Humphrey. They still played up. I don't think yeah, it was Indy playing down. I think it was Baltimore playing up. That's why I do have them rated highly. Indianapolis will be able to move the ball on this team. What do we got for a total here? Has that moved much? It's come down. It was 50, 50 oh, yeah, and a yeah, half. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's come in. Big Ten Watto, our guy who only bets Thursday night games because he's a lunatic, he said 15 and a half <laughs> is too high. I got to start listening to him when he uh, messaged me because it's 48 and a half down. This has come down a bit. And the fact that it is moving down and that you're getting likely looks like I probably will get a two, two and a half. It's probably an indie teaser leg for me just because I'm showing a little bit of value, but the team does sketch me out a little. I'm waiting on this um, with the. Some of the injuries we've had over the past few weeks, I'm going to see some. I want to see Wednesday injury reports. Make sure none of the guys who are trending good or trending backwards or missing a day. You know the the Hiltons and the Leonards of the world are important players. Yes, they and are. I saw that, and I think very a, a the Leonards reason. of the world are very important players. Leonard Leonard is massive, and I think we saw you know a world without Ty Hilton is a uh, is not a one Philip Rivers wants to live in. Yeah, I mean, it's so the, my thoughts on the Colts are pretty, pretty cut and dry. I think I feel like we very, very much know who this team is. Um, we don't exactly know who Tennessee is because they can evolve a little bit as they get into colder weather. They obviously want to run still, like they want to lean on Derrick Henry, uh, even though their passing offense is just absolutely bananas good. Uh, they still they want to they want to lean on him um, and. Meanwhile, the um, and yeah, you're right. They're going to get pieces back on defense. Their defense is going to get better. They should get better. The Tennessee defense said this. Indianapolis uh, it relies so heavily on Darius Leonard. He is so 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 important to them playing solid defense. And he's yeah, he's been banged up this season. We don't 100 percent know if he'll be 100 percent, especially on a short week here. He had a massive game against Baltimore. 15 tackles. He was everywhere on the field. He took a beating though. Um, and so I wouldn't be surprised if he's not, you know, ready to exactly go head to head with the likes of Derrick Henry, who's very physical, obviously. Um, and then, and similarly, like we know Indianapolis, they're not explosive offensively, not period. They do not have an explosive play in their playbook. They do not, they, they are a matriculate the ball down the field kind of team, which all told means that it's a very fragile team. They cannot afford to make mistakes. And Philip Rivers is a mistake-making player. He always has been. He always will be. And he makes one mistake, throws one pick. Fumb- you know, Jonathan Taylor fumbles the ball one time, saves saves Baltimore's game. 
they run that, you know, they scoop and score there uh, and uh, get, keeps them in that game. And that's huge because Indianapolis can really only play from ahead. They're not a team that can play from behind. And like I said, they're, they're just not a team that I think has a whole lot of explosiveness. I'm going to wait until second half of this game. I think Tennessee with a lead is a bet on team in the second half of this game. And that's kind of what I'm waiting for. That's what I'm looking for here. I'm looking for a Tennessee <clears throat> second half play if they're behind or if they're ahead. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so T.Y. Hilton, I guess real quick on this one before we move on to close. If T.Y. Hilton plays and local reports that I just found while you were talking lean towards him sounding like he will play on Thursday night, if we have a healthy Hilton, a healthy Leonard, I'm apt to take this as a teaser leg because I already lean towards the Colts. And if I can get this at like eight in a teaser with another one of these teams later that I like, I'm fine with that because of the point you just made if Philip Rivers makes a big mistake and screws this game up, it's going to be a big problem for that offense. And we have a team in Tennessee who's just not getting pressure. Sure, that's getting, a great point. They that's were a great not point. getting pressure against two two straight weeks against really some bad de- offensive lines. Yep. Now they're going up against a very good offensive line. So you've got great point. absolute weakness on strength. If, if Phillip Rivers has all day to throw and T.Y. Hilton's healthy – it might not matter if they can't go deep. The secondary is not good, so I I'm absolutely sold okay. on taking. All right, all right. okay, okay. It's, it's right. a this, nice yeah. match up there. Yeah, that's not, no, no. Your po- points are your points are very fair. That's a very very fair point. Um, I admit I'm a little fat on Tennessee. I'm a little heavy on them. I'm a little high on them. Yeah. Um, and that's why but, I'd be teasing but, them. I, yeah. I really do like this offense. It, Brown is an animal. Oh yeah, and they have they have enough weapons that they that they match up well against an Indianapolis Colts defense that can really only zone. They can't do you know necessarily take they can't take everyone away. I'll be you know, and but but and also by the way, Tennessee is not a team that's winning by two scores, <laughs> and they're not a team that's slamming the back door. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I agree with your points. That's that's fair. Okay, all right, that's not bad. Well, I I look forward to talking about that one at halftime, and uh, we're gonna. It sounds like we're gonna have interesting difference of opinions, which is gonna be yeah. Fun. Hopefully, Indy's up, and I can just middle it with you. Yeah. Well, oh, that would be that would be cool. Um, why don't you tee us uh, off on Cincinnati Pittsburgh? <laughs> Cincinnati-Pittsburgh is a game that we bet on the Sunday opener show. If you're missing the Sunday opener show, shame know, on you. You're probably doing something else because shame you're on you. hanging out with your family. But not only I, that's know, fine. You know, not only do we do the stream on Sunday night, it is released as a podcast. If you ever want to listen to that as well, a little daylight a dollar short on some of those numbers as they're moving quickly on Sunday night. But we there was actually a Cincy nine and a half that I missed. Apparently there was like a Cincy ten and a half we missed while we were babbling and recapping games, but we did grab Cincy plus nine. Um, regardless of the COVID news, I think we were on the right side of that number. I I think nine nine and a half. Obviously ten and a half was way too much. It is down to seven seven and a half across the board, but some of that obviously is on the heels of the COVID news for Pittsburgh. I don't know how much time we want to spend handicapping this because we can spend a long time on this game, but if it's Mason Rudolph rather than Ben Roethlisberger, it's a whole different game. Somebody brought that up with me today. And what do you said, make that? And he's a guy, Pittsburgh minus four. I don't know. He's a, he's a guy that 
lives. This is a Pittsburgh guy I was talking to, real Frank Banks. It's Branks. I call him Banks. <laughs> and, and, I mean, so he watches, you know, and he talks to Steelers fans all the time. And he said for a guy that played like three quarters of an NFL season as a starter, he still looks so bad. He's like, there's so many people who should be backing up rather than Mason Rudolph. So it's a big downgrade. I'm not sure there's a clipboard delta that we're going to see that's a lot bigger than Ben to whatever they decide to roll out there that's not him. Rudolph is not good. I would... If this dropped to like Pittsburgh minus four and a half, like when they say Rudolph, it won't. Like that's I'm I'm talking out of my ass. It's not gonna hypothetically if this kept dropping and they say I Rudolph don't think started, that's crazy. It, it might not be crazy. Like five five and a half probably. If it, I mean, if are you sure started, it wouldn't be like three and a half four? <laughs> it, maybe I'm just trying to hedge my bets because I I feel like I hate this guy more than I should. But let's say it did drop to four and a half, and I'm holding plus nine. I'm not sure I'm trying to find that middle with Mason Rudolph. I, I might just sit on the plus nine and feel good about that. <laughs> like, that feels like Pittsburgh ekes something out again if they do, and it's on the heels of, like, a defensive score. I want no part of that. So, I mean, if Ben plays, this number probably gets bad at seven, and we end up closing seven and a half, eight. Are you betting it at seven? If Ben plays, if this keeps dropping to six and a half, if it's sitting in the market at six and a half, are Ben's you announced it? in, and I'm fast enough. I will have a six and a half. I'll be. You're going to capture. You're, you're going to capture seven here. Seven and eight for twenty. I kind of. Yeah. I kind of want to capture capture seven here too. <laughs> yeah, if, if it's I would love it. Six and a half, and we can grab it. That's the plan. Okay. All right, because Pittsburgh does have one massive advantage in this matchup. We failed to bring it up on Sunday until after I'd already placed my bet, but it didn't really shake my confidence too much because Burrow's been playing around it. Cincinnati's offensive line is atrocious. And Pittsburgh can get after the pass rush. Um, yeah. I just he you has know. really good pocket presence for a young man, though. He does. He really he does. does move. He moves around pressure uh, well beyond his years, I think. And that's where I think Burrow, you know, love him or hate him or how you feel about his performance so far, he's doing some things right. He's not making these massive. I don't know what there is to hate about his performance so far. I, he's I playing very well as a rookie. Are those people that bet Oklahoma last year in the uh, semifinal game in the college football? Yeah, I guess, yeah. <laughs> those people that ba- got buried on Clemson? We know some people that got buried on Clemson. I got buried on Clemson this weekend. <laughs> should have won the oh, game shit. in regulation. I forgot. I, forgot. I, I had a I was, Clemson minus was, three. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I had a Clemson plus 156 on the money line. Oh, a live bet. Yeah. Yeah. That really hurt. They should have won that in regulation. We won't do too much college here. Okay. Wait wait till, um, we, wait till next year when there's steep dive college with two people that aren't us. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, who should we get for that? Ooh, that's a fun open, Ooh, open that's the suggestions. Fun. Ooh, that's a fun that's a fun thought experiment. Ooh, yeah. Gosh, I like this. Um well, I think we covered that one fairly. I don't have an opinion on the total. Uh, I agree with you. I want to capture that seven if Ben is confirmed. If Ben is out, I am riding that nine and a half to the boom. window. Um, let's talk. I'll, I'll tee up this one. Another one that I'm okay. not 100% sure why this is off the board. Is it because of the Washington football team quarterback situation? We, we know it's not going to be Kyle Allen. I would I, really doubt it. I think it absolutely has to do with the other quarterback situation. Where, oh, uh, oh, 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 because he got Stafford knocked out of the game. Concussed. Yeah, not the game. He's in See, a concussion protocol, and we'd be looking at uh, longtime journeyman quarterback. Chase Daniel. And 2007 Heisman finalist, 
Chase Daniel. You know what? You know why that? You know why I missed that? Number one, because I'm not going to bet a Detroit game. Number two, because I'm not going to bet a Washington football team game. And number three, because my difference between Stafford without Galladay and Chase Daniel is zero. I have no difference in opinion of those two quarterbacks. Um, Stafford without Galladay was a it was awful against Minnesota until they knocked him out. Yeah, you want to hear a secret about that? It was yeah, not a big bet by any. It was a very small bet, more of a let me cheer with my fellow Vikings fans. But like once I saw how that game was going without Galladay, I put a little live in on Minnesota. Like <laughs> like they're they're going to win this. Doesn't matter how much they they don't even need to score that much. Stafford was rough, and then he got. I was actually a little worried because Stafford was looking so bad. I'm like, oh man, what if what if we have some backup magic? I don't need this shit in my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Chase no, Daniels I, still he's still a dominant, no, but you, no you nailed it last week. No difference. Um, Stafford without Galladay is is much worse. Yes, and, and, and some big yeah. mistakes by him, kind of. Just kept Minnesota, not kept Minnesota in the game, but kept Minnesota with the ball where they were effective again. Yeah. If I, week yeah. Week, if I hated, uh, uh, if I hated money, I would be very strongly considering betting Washington football team this week. Three and a half points is probably too many. Um, I, don't, I don't want anything to do with this because Alex Smith eh, shouldn't be out there. <laughs> this should, this should, I'm what surprised. I'm surprised to Joe Theismann. What is it with Washington quarterbacks and these and gruesome <laughs> like injuries? It's probably it probably has something to do Field. with um with a uh, a Native American curse on the franchise. That'd be my yeah. guess. I mean, same reason Daniel Snyder's the owner. Probably they're just cursed. Um, I I don't I don't I don't have any interest in betting this game. I would slightly lean Washington if you made me take a side. Um, just because I'm getting the hook and because this is probably an ugly low scoring contest, even though it's in the dome, even though I know and honestly, Washington uh, football team can get after it with the pass rush. We should mention for posterity's sake, another season long future bet. Chase Young got on the stat sheet again last week, yes. picked up a sack against Daniel Jones, had a quarterback hit. Um, you know, he's, he's playing well. Uh, I think, it's tough to really distinguish yourself as a rookie defensively, but I would still put him in the top of the market. Um, and I have some nice tickets on him to win defensive rookie oh, of the yes. year. So I would love to see him put, put together a nice performance here in Detroit um, on that fast turf against an offensive line. That's a little sus suspect. What do Ch- if we do get the chase Daniel, chase Daniel, chase Daniel, Alex, chase young, Alex. No, if we get the chase Daniel, chase Alex Smith matchup, we will. This will be. I'm saying this without knowing. Be the first time in history we'll have two guys who finished fourth in Heisman voting <laughs> over 15 years ago each. Not quite. That are playing. That's kind year. of crazy. Yeah, that is kind of crazy. Like th- those guys. It's. I'm looking at their college careers. I'm like, my God. I was. I was in college. Forever <laughs> ago. Oh man, Missouri, how, Missouri versus Utah. Yeah. Um, yeah, these are some old school, uh, old school players here for us. Yeah, I will tell you what else. If I'll tell you what else, if we get the uh, what else? Here's what else. If we get the Chase Daniel Alex Smith um, matchup, this will be the the uh, the least shown game in the morning on Red Zone. Yeah, <laughs> I'll I predict should, that for at, you. Let me look at my power numbers here. And again, it, this is kind of screwy because I'm looking at this and I'm not making an adjustment for what if Stafford doesn't play, but like. 
I'm showing Detroit's favorite by too much. <laughs> I am too. Yeah, like, I'm yeah, too. If, yeah, so basically, if you really are, let's say you, you're living <laughs> in Andover, you're in Virginia, Alexandria, and you really want to bet your Washington football team this weekend. This is your we're time. Giving, we're not betting it. We're not saying you should, but we're giving you our blessing based off our power numbers. My power and number for Detroit is minus three. For Washington is minus four. And there's and home field advantage is non-existent in this spot. So this should be, in my opinion, this should be about a one. Yeah, about Detroit minus one. I'm making Detroit minus one point six. I, I would if it was if this was minus one and a half, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Yeah, and so if this is yeah if this if this does pop back at three and a half and Galladay's Galladay's out, like here's our blessing, all you DMVers. Yep. Best of luck to you on that. Let's talk about Houston Cleveland. Another interesting line right around three. Uh, why don't you go for this one? COVID news, huh? Baker get put. This was people were just spraying this in the chat on Sunday, saying oh, Baker's in protocol. And it's funny because we we we're not joking. We missed that. We oh yeah, about that all day. It kind of got swept under. The I was yeah. That was a total surprise. Um, sounding like because they were on by. Yeah, close contact thing. Not a positive case for Baker, and joked around with this with Dr. Eric this morning on the Pinnacle Pod. How much of a downgrade is uh, Case Keenum? Point? I don't know. That's a great question. God. Against the Houston Houston defense, it's probably a half point. Half point in, yeah. Against the Houston defense. Point would be the most – anyone – if somebody made a a compelling case for a point, uh, that's as far as I could go. I care more about Wyatt Teller than I do about Baker being available for this game, I guess. uh, (laughs) Right? And and not only that, but Chubb Chubb practiced today. What's Wyatt Teller's stats? Status. I don't. I don't have a status on that. Um, uh, I'm also checking on uh, Mr. Roby, but uh, I don't know how to spell this guy's name. This is this is what happens when we do this on a t- on a Tuesday. We're scrambling for injury news because most people a lot of speculation. don't. Um, yeah, don't practice. Uh, they don't practice Monday. Monday. You know, you don't yeah. you don't get stuff on Monday. So injury reports. Oh boy, yeah, this is. This is wild because Nick Chubb is uh, – he's like a Delvin Cook-level player. I, people don't give Top him five, respect. Yeah. He, he does not get a lot of respect as a running back. And, you know, we'll poop on running backs. And I want you guys to know when we poop on running backs, we're pooping on running back injury uh, – uh, what do you call it? Salaries. Yeah. Uh, contracts. We just say don't, don't pay Nick Chubb a quarterback contract like they did with Zeke. Like yeah. Nick Chubb can be great. That does not mean you pay him. You let somebody else have the second half of his prime, and you find someone else for much, much cheaper. But Austin Hooper, Jacob Phillips, Wyatt Teller, it's been it's been a rough bunch of injuries that have mattered for this team. We are looking at nasty weather, but not like the hurricane nasty that we had a couple weeks ago against uh, the Raiders. My numbers want to bet Cleveland – Mine if too. Chubb's back, if Teller's, you know, if, if everybody's fine, I, I'm not finding anything on some of this stuff. I want to get an injury report for today. Where's the yeah. latest, guys? If Teller's back, if Chubb's back, I make this three and a half. So I, if you can still get a two and a half, I would take it still. Yeah. So I'm I'm getting a report from uh, Mary Kay Cabot, 
who oh she's good her. she's very good I always see her name on on bylines when I look up Cleveland stuff but yeah Chubb I for for a fact I know Chubb practiced today and it sounds like Stefanski was very optimistic about getting Teller back should we add a play I mean, I'm, I'm damn close on this. I'll tell you this. Who, who has it up? Who you, has this market open? I'm looking right now. Um, that's the problem, isn't it? Yeah. Therein lies the issue. Somebody needs to put this up. I don't believe many places. We're, we're, we'll dig into this. this I guess boring if video. Baker is confirmed, the market will move, even though it probably shouldn't. Uh, if Teller and Chubb are confirmed, the numbers should move, move, even though it won't. <laughs> yeah, right. So this is a funny one. This is a really funny one. Um, Miles Garrett, uh, probably neutralized in this one. Uh, you know, the, the Laramie Tunsil is playing awesome. Uh, Deshaun Watson uh, in the wind. Don't love that. Uh, they really, really rely heavily on their passing attack, which is going to be disrupted by the conditions. Um, this total has taken some under money, which we talked about on the podcast on Sunday because of the wind. Um, it's not a true bad weather wind game, but it's marginal. And obviously that mattered so much for Cleveland Vegas. I'm not surprised people ran to the window to bet that. I think uh, Cleveland can I think Cleveland can put on a pretty solid performance here. Houston is Houston's one of those teams. Agree with me on this because we didn't really get into this a lot Sunday. Well, I'm, see, this I'm is happy. like I'm excited. I'm I'm, I'm okay. excited you're backing me up on this because some okay. people did not. So because this is the thing, like Houston is like they they're not they're not Minnesota. No, it's Minnesota is a team that started slowly because they had a tough schedule and. Now they're rounding into a form and they're going to end up, you know, they're playing like the eight, nine win team that we thought preseason. Houston is not. Houston is much, that, that, that preseason win total prior was wrong. They should, it should have been five or six. Like this is a five or six win team. They just have too many holes. Their, their roster is too talent poor uh, and their scheme stinks. And now they, they're on an interim coach to boot uh, who's not, you know, game planning, game scripting, especially well. They could they could barely held on to a win against this freaking Jake uh, Juice Luton last week. Juice, we said it today. On the Unbelievable. We called, him, we called the French kid, loved it. Yeah. We called him Juice Luton again. Um, <laughs> so, and yeah, the two linebackers were placed on IR yesterday for Houston. They claimed someone off like waivers to get some depth. So Scarlett with a broken arm and Emmanuel with a concussion, both to the IR. They picked up some guy I've never heard of from Washington's practice squad. They did have Merciless uh, Sharping and Dylan Cole were on COVID list. They're returning. I think they got the the okay to clear. None of those guys uh, moved the needle for me. Because they didn't really miss much for practice. But, uh, yeah, Baker Mayfield's status up in the air, little scaring people, not scaring me. Once this goes back in the board, if unless Nick, I'm probably going to wait for Wednesday injury reports, or, you know, Wednesday practice reports. If Chubb and Teller and everything looks like it's checking out okay and it's up on the board at a reasonably priced three, this is going on the card. I'm fine speculating that Wyatt Teller goes. Yeah, I mean, Stefanski sounded good about both of them. Yeah, okay. All right, we're on the same page there. Um, Jacksonville, Green Bay. This one is a tough one, man. This one's tough. This is a 14-point spread that is extremely tough to What's defend make this? from a power number right standpoint. You're, you're right on? You're I'm right at like on 13 and a half. 
Okay, I'm at like 10. Okay, so here's here's and maybe because I'm just not as high on Green Bay. So I kind of feel like we know who Green Bay is. Like they are, you know, like they, they they're not gonna surprise us the rest of the season. Their schedule is so flipping easy too. I, I mean they're giving them a tiny bump for the coming off they get extra rest. Extra rest, yeah. That's they're fine. They're at home. It's a, it's a southern team heading to Green Bay in November. Not and just a southern team, a but you have a rookie making his first ever road yeah. start, and it's in Lambeau. He's got to go to it, – yeah. it's, not, it's not screaming fans. you know. It's sure, not but it's still cold. It's still the cold yeah. frozen tundra up there facing one of the all-time greats on the road, coming off extra rest, and and really now now they have tape on him. Yeah, like, Jacksonville. You see yeah, this that's sometimes where Jacksonville is the thirty-first. Well. Jacksonville is the thirty-first team in my rankings, six points below average. Green Bay I is have, number four in my rankings at four points above average. So I have I'm Jacksonville at seven point four points below. Okay, but even still, like you, you brought this up on the open, like yeah, week nine was kind of all about regression to the middle across the entire league. Um, I don't know at this point in the season if any team should be 14 point favorites over any other team. You know, it's just, it's just, it's a lot. That's a lot of points. But see over the Jets. Yeah. I mean, uh, well, we just saw that. We just, and that was a big number. <laughs> um, yeah. But that's the biggest gap across all rankings. I think everyone else besides those two, I, it's tough for me to defend 14. Oh, for sure. Um, like we just said, there's a big gap right. between. So KC this is Dogger, right. This is Dogger nothing. And because this is Juice Luton's first ever road game and it's in Green Bay and it's windy, it's going to be windy there. But that's the other thing. Like that's the other thing that 14 points makes is tempting because it's going to be nasty. It, and I don't know. Green Bay, they're going to score against Jacksonville. The question is, can Jacksonville answer? And, and there is, is where I kind of lose a little bit of hope because I don't know how accurate Luke can be in uh, in these conditions. And he's they're going to have to pass because they're going to be behind in this game. And that could be a problem. And and to that point, too, Green Bay is getting Lazard and Jamal Williams back. Like, this offense is already good. Like Just getting extra depth, extra pieces. And I'm just going to keep saying it. Like I do think Adams is the best receiver in the league. Absolutely, he is. But like he's, yeah, he's up. CJ Henderson's he's playing very, uh, very solid so far this season. Is he going to be available There's for a rookie? Up. He's playing well. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I don't have any. Okay. I should have just pulled all these Tuesday practice reports. Tuesday practice okay. reports suck. They're so impossible. Many, to, they're impossible. Like six hours. Well, and it's like, oh, this guy was out, and then eight hours later, somebody's not like, injury oh, that, like he was just, it yeah. was just a veteran thing. Not injury related. A lot of them are when they miss on Tuesday. Um, okay. Well, I'm going to skip this game. This is a stupid Hard, game. hard skip. Yep. Um, and honestly, you know, I, you know Green Bay, I, don't, I just don't know. There's not very many games left this season where it's going to be worthwhile betting on or against these guys. Um they're a known quantity. There may be some times where they're a little surcharged like this time, but I'm, I just can't do it. Um, let's move on to Philadelphia versus the Giants. This is a rematch of a game that hurt my heart. <laughs> a Tuesday night football game that they lost. Um, I feel like they owe me. Honestly, I feel like they owe me. Uh, Philadelphia outplayed. They Philadelphia outplayed the New York Giants in all three phases in that game. They had to mount a furious comeback to win by one. Um, I'm mad they didn't cover that spot. I'm mad Carson Wentz played as poorly as he did in the red zone in that game, especially. 
They're a much better team than the Giants. The Giants are somewhat fraudulent. The Giants uh, and Daniel Jones can really only beat the Washington football team. Apparently, um, they don't. I think he he has one win against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and four wins against the Washington football team in his career. Is that 4-0, correct? Four zero, and then yeah, Doctor Eric hit that. And not only that, is he like four zero? And then they're all by three points and 17 against everyone else. Like that yeah. one win was like his first win. It was Tampa then, Bay, I think. And, yeah, and, and that was because like of the missed field goal. And, yeah. So, yeah. And then again, in, in funny stats like that, uh, the giants are tied for second in the league for most takeaways by a defense. Because when you think this Giants team, you think really good defense, right? <laughs> but it's another. It's the same. It's the same stat, but on the other side, they have 15 takeaways, which again is tied for second best in the league. Only one back. Seven of those takeaways are against Washington this year. Oh, jeez. So like, it's, wow. it doesn't count when you when you just rack up stats on a sad team. Which to be and to be fair, like all these, all these. Uh, NFC East teams probably just racking up takeaways on each other. Yeah, I have Giants as the 16th best defense right now, 30th best. Yeah, offense. They, they're not bad. Like, I'm not saying it's a horrible defense, but they're not. They're not the 2000 Ravens. Where I think the have... Philly, the Philly defense coming off their bye, a little bit healthier with their with their defensive line going up against the sad sack offensive line, they might shut shut the Giants out. This is this is one way traffic. This is Philadelphia all day. Um, you play I make three minus twenty five, still up. I make a fair number five. Or would you sell it to three and a half? I would sell it to three and a half. I make a fair price here five. I think they win by six seven most of the time in this one. That's the most common score. That's modal. The modal score is probably seven for me in this game. Mean is probably five five and a half. Um, so yeah, this is a this is a nice spot for Philly. I think they do stretch their legs a little bit here. And put some space between them and the rest of this god awful comp- rest of this god awful division. Um, I think there's, you know, we have some signal from preseason that Philadelphia should be a nine win team, um, and they're getting healthier. They haven't really lost anyone that I would say. I mean, I guess off, so, some of the offensive linemen in the off season were. Important, there's talk of Johnson but, being back. He's been so. Fickle this year, <laughs> he might well, get her the on thing. the first like, play again. Well, that's why. Like, if you're not sure, and yes, I want you to have the best players, and I want you to win your bet. I root for you, but man, if I'm Philly and it's questionable, not to, like out how for this important one. is this? This absolutely. Oh yeah, you need him in December like, much more than you need him in this. Well, game. just even if even if this year, like, do you really want to win the division with six win? Like, is that is it? It's important to you as the long-term health of a piece like that to go and just get the shit kicked out of you by a wild card team at home. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a division title point. is fun, and you should strive to win every game. And it is what it is. You're in a weird race here, but I'd save him for later in the year if it's questionable because that's happened. Like, oh, he's back. Oh, he's hurt again. Philly's probably going to draw Tampa Bay, right? Oh my God! That's your four or five, right? Oh boy, yeah, that's Probably. a rough wild card to get, man. If you get the wild card out of the South or the West as yeah. a division winner, that's no fun. That's, I mean, that's it's going to be one of those two. Yeah. If it's if it's the Cardinals and it's Kyler Murray's first ever playoff game, I don't feel as concerned. But if it's a 
if it's Tampa Bay. Not great. Not great, Bob. Tampa Bay, Seattle, like th- there's an offense that's going to stomp you. Even mm. though that Tampa Bay offense, we're not super high on them as far as the, the recent play. Yeah. That's okay. a, that's a, is that a segue? Yeah, that is a great segue. Go for it. Say away. Tampa Bay heading down to Charlotte to play, uh, this is the word of the year for me, squirrely. A real squirrely team who. Squirrely as can be. They, I mean, really squirrely as they can be. Secret uh, secret pod play last year. Yeah. Or last I, week. Yeah, absolutely. That was uh, that was a gorgeous look. They got there in spades, scored like 31. What was the team total? 21, 21 and a half. It was 21. It was 21. What a terrible number. found is 21 and a half, yes. What a a terrible number. And really, a a big regret when I started watching this game, even after that long drive, and this is a live bet that really bothers me that I did not place, was after that long drive, I'm like, we're not going to see that constantly. They're not going to be able to run a drive to perfection like that. I'm like, I should take some live overs, even after a touchdown, which is a bad time to take a live over. I can't imagine what it was. I didn't look. I didn't bet it. But that, that would have got there, I'm assuming, because that there were 60-some points. Yeah, 64. And that drive was half the first quarter. It, yeah. it literally was. It was, a, it was a perfect drive from them as far as what they wanted to get done with their game plan. But it's just they didn't have quite enough. That defense isn't going <clears> to hold. It's, you can't hold a lead with that defense. Can I interrupt you for a second? You just did. You know why else you bet that over? Because Kansas City's trailing. Yeah. Just like I bet the live over in Seattle. Every single time. Yep. <laughs> Kansas oh, City's behind. Oh, they're down? Okay. Live over. Over I mean, 64. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Whatever. So. God, who? I can't think of his actual Twitter handle where he does his modeling. Heck. But he. Heck, he does this for free. Yeah. he He's better at this than either of us. SP8 model? S at... I got to just look at the people. He's I good, follow. yeah. He's I good, thought he's I good. was following his model and I wasn't. He just oh, tweets all of those so much in the, in, the, in the picks thing that I thought I was. At SH8, the number eight model. And he does that better. He places way more live bets than he does pregame, I think. Or halftime and live. He's very good at identifying if, let's say, like, if this happens, if Team X is leading, I should be leaning towards a live under or a live look on the other side or a live look on that side. Even though the number is worse than pregame, they're just not set up to, you know, and he he does a pretty good job of that. That's a good follow. Yeah, he's got nice matchup-specific in-game betting angles that are fantastic. And and it's and he's free. He just tweets all that out. So that's a good follow if you, not only if you want to just follow that and do live betting along with him, but it's a he's extremely ac- extremely active too. And well, and, and just and learning uh, learning about chats all the know, time. Yeah. Why he? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm sure if you asked him, like, why why did you lean towards this? He'll just tell you. It's a public model. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, that, yeah, that's a kind of the case that we saw with Seattle going down to Buffalo. That was a live overlook. The live overlook that I didn't get to was uh, versus Carolina. Carolina's defense isn't great. Tampa Bay took a tumble in our rankings, obviously. Like, that was the worst game ever of anyone. Not yeah. Ever, that's not true. But this season, it, it, just, sure. it, felt, it right? felt that way. This season, I mean, that was the worst. Th- yeah. They were up. What was the halftime score? 31 nothing. 31-0. 
And they had fumbled. They fumbled a ball and lost it inside the five yard line at one point. Could have been thirty eight zero. It could have been a lot. It could have been worse. Like that was an amazing half of football. You had some Saints. I had the littlest bit of Saints, and I was my main bet was team total Shame over, which felt so good. Because... It was still a great play, though. Yeah. Oh no! no sweat. It, it felt it felt amazing. Uh, Cal Cal had like an alternate minus Saints minus three and a half at like two. Nice. Nice. Everybody, everybody we knew went Saints, and it was a fun night. That made for a fun night. Everybody was winning. We were all having a good laugh, drinking some beers, you know, just just uh, chopping it up with the boys, watching Drew Brees take it back to, like, 2009 levels. So good. And, yeah, when, when the Saints get all those players back, I, I don't care how high we have Tampa's defense rated. It's it's tough to defend everybody plus Kamara. That said, we, we've said a lot of nice things about the Carolina offense. Um, all week, all year, we've mentioned Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, but the, Samuel too. Like they have three good receivers. Yes, they do. And for a for a for a fleeting moment in time this year week, they had four because CMC, CMC, is absolutely a great receiving threat. They showed that he had a nice game, and then he got hurt again because that's what he does. They used him too much for too many years, and now he's. Put together loose, and he's gonna keep falling apart like this. I hope I hope I'm not right, but I worry that I am. So he's out for multiple weeks again. I'm back to the Mike Davis show. Can Carolina replicate any of the success Houston had against this defense? New Orleans and actually, and can it? Can, yeah, and, yeah. What New Orleans was able to do, but more importantly, can they stop Tampa Bay and all those pieces? I think that, I don't like their pass rush, and I yeah. think New Orleans' pass rush is sneaky good. I I tend to agree with you. I don't. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not dying to get involved with the Tampa Bay here at a short price, but there's a very reasonable likelihood that the market has overreacted, as it is wont to do when there is a single game performance that is that bad, right? I mean, <laughs> and oh by the way, like we've seen Tom Brady stink it out in primetime. We saw it a lot last year. <laughs> we saw it a ton of times last year. Um, he bounces back, and he can he can he can bounce back and perform well against a bad team, uh, bad defense, uh, and yeah, he does have a boatload of weapons. Problem is, I, he's running out of healthy bodies. Weirdly, like Mike Evans is Alvin constantly Marpet. hurt. Alvin Al, Valley Marpet impact was massive. Um, That's what I'm saying. Like it was a good pass rush against a team that was missing an important piece on their offensive line, and you have a quarterback whose mobility is very, very limited at his age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, if there's no market in this game, disaster. then Derek. Yeah. If there's no market in this game, then Derek Brown can get a little pressure up in the middle for sure. Disrupt what Tom Brady wants to do. Um, but yeah, Mike Evans isn't 100. percent Chris Godwin isn't 100. percent Gronk is never 100. percent uh, really, all of a sudden, the Antonio Brown as a healthy body isn't crazy, um, but it certainly didn't look like he really fit in with the flow of the offense. And speaking of the flow of the offense, Byron, Byron Lefwich and Bruce Arians are calling some crap. They are not calling a plus EV offense from whistle to whistle with this Tampa Bay. And that is one of the reasons that, in general, I was kind of – more than happy to take on a bunch of New Orleans Saints liability. More than happy to back them last week as a dog because I just didn't have confidence that push come to shove against a good team, 
Arians left, which we're going to have the right plays scripted. And they sure as hell did not as they went three and out countless times in the first half of that game, and it got away from them real quick. I don't know if they can fix it on the fly. I don't know if it's one week fix for any of this stuff. Tampa Bay is going to have to kind of do some soul searching down the home stretch here, I think. Um, but I do believe it's reasonable that the market has overreacted to a degree on this, uh, you know, on this line. I think the um, we've this is this is a rematch. Tampa Bay was a hot side week two against Carolina, if you remember correctly. Yep. They and ironically also after losing to the Saints. This is the second time this season Tampa Bay is coming off a Saints loss. You're right. <laughs> and our friend Suma was very, very high on Tampa Bay in that uh, Week 2 game, I remember. Um, and they came through for him, despite some squirrely second-half Carolina play that almost busted our team total under. The secret pod play in oh, Week 2. Yeah. We've played on both sides. <laughs> I feel like it's... A, is it the same teams over and over? We've played it's Carolina over and circle? under. I think we've played them three times. We've played Cincinnati over and under. And like on like consecutive weeks, we've gone yeah. both ways. With yeah, we played Carolina under... Team total under against Tampa Bay. The next week, I think we played it team total over against Arizona. Is that right? I mean, there's we've been all over the place on Carolina. It's been fun, yeah. and I think we've been right every time so far. So I don't want to put it on the line. Yeah, it this would game. be probably Tam. Like I'd want to bet Tampa here, but I'm I'm not excited about this one. It's, yeah, same. We saw what a good offense can do against this Carolina defense, and I think the Tampa Bay defense is much, much, much better than what we saw in Kansas City. Oh, I couldn't agree more. Obviously, so I couldn't agree more. Even though it's on the, I'm just not interested in laying this price on the road. Yep. Okay. I, I think that that's where I'm at too. I'm going to skip this one. I'm going to monitor Tampa Bay closely. Um, I I won't be surprised if they bounce back and cover this number. I won't be surprised at all. Um, I guess I'll be surprised if Carolina wins. Carolina's season kind of feels over. You know, they've squirreled around enough, but you know, two games now that they've They're missed Chicago. two two games now they've missed uh, some. Your boy Joey Sly has missed sixty plus yard field goals for the win. Well, the one was like twice now, dude. <laughs> you know, he had the distance. It was just I know he like did. It was so right. close. Big leg. Um, all right, yeah. Let's move on down. I'll tee up uh, Denver versus Vegas Raiders. Um, fun, fun divisional game here. Uh, a lot of buzz this week about Las Vegas and there being overlooked um they've played a moderately tough schedule to this point um people i think would grade their schedule as difficult they have uh they have the best win of the season they took the only pelt off of kansas city and they did it in style beating green bay (laughs) that was an impressive win that week. that was a weird win still yeah that was uh, I agree with you. But the best win of the season was uh, the Raiders beating Kansas City. Um, they got another impressive win last week, uh, beating the LA Chargers, a team that is plays like a 6-2 and two team but is 2-6. and six. <laughs> And I don't know, man. I've heard a little bit too much glowing about Derek Carr, a little too much glowing about John Gruden. There are still cracks with this offense, with this team. Uh, there's still a way you can get interior pressure on Derek Carr and really flummox him, really get a minus EV performance out of him. Um, and there 
are a lot of young pieces that are somewhat inconsistent on the squad. So I'm not running to the window to get all my Vegas, uh, you know, all this Vegas support. Um, the markets surely did. They've, they've, they've pushed this number, I think, up past what is reasonable to a degree. This being a kind of a close divisional matchup should probably be three and a half or four. It's out to five and a half at Bookmaker at this point. Um, that's probably an overreaction. But at the same time, back Drew Locke uh, at your own peril. Um, he kind of only gives you an A-plus effort when the game is completely out of reach. Um, somebody I was talking to this week... I think it was uh, our buddies from You Better You Bet, Nick and uh, Lockie, were basically making the comp. Is you know, is uh, Drew Lock basically the new Blake Bortles? Is he just full on garbage time Bortles? And um, I mean, the last couple weeks, yeah, <laughs> he sure as hell has been. Um, yeah, I made so. that joke earlier. Like, is the play just Oakland first half? <laughs> yeah, it's not, <laughs> that's, like not crazy. that's not crazy. That's not crazy. I mean. You know, they, I guess the, the only thing I will give Vegas credit for, somebody lit a fire under Derek Carr and they said, hey man, you're known as Checkdown Charlie, like kick up the aggressive index Charlie here. And he has, he has kicked up the aggressiveness. It's cool to see it. I'm glad he's playing well. I don't, he's probably got a long-term home in Vegas, honestly. I mean, I don't think they move on from him after this year, the way he's performing, if he keeps this up. You know, um, you know what they call that? A contract year? A residency. In a Vegas. residency. It's a little fun. Everyone's been doing the fun Vegas. Like, oh, I like that. They they really gamble. I like that. They think, they think they're clever putting in gambling references. I, I did the a residency. I did a uh, an That's entertainer awesome. like a like a That's awesome. show or something. I like that. He's the Celine no, Dion I mean, of, you're, Ve- you're of Vegas right. Santa. I mean, yeah, he's got a residency at the, at the Roomba, the, the Roomba in the desert. Well, yeah, this this was kind of the year too, where it's like uh, we they had to decide soon on if they were moving on. And I think he helped them make that decision because while there are still a lot of missing pieces and they've been without an important piece on their offensive line for two straight weeks now, once due to COVID, once due to medical malfeasance. (laughs) That's an issue and that that should, that'll remedy itself sooner than later. Yeah. It's, it's an aggressive offense. It's a lot of fun. And as much as I will, and I guess just to to go back here, I played the over. I played the over on Sunday. I played 50 and a half. It's gone that up, but it hasn't us. gone up so much that I would not play it again. It, like, you could play this at 52. I have no problem with that. They are a good offense. They have good weapons. They're scoring at a nice rate. And I think they are going to actually get pushed. Denver's defense is playing well. But Oakland doesn't seem to care who they're playing. Their offense works. It just depends what the defense does. Go, uh, you have PFF, Drew. Go yeah. look what uh, they rank their overall defense. Like people aren't talking about how bad the Raiders' defense is. I'm at, that's the other I'm half of this total. I'm on this total not only because I love what Derek Carr is doing with you know Waller Rugs, everything they're doing on the offense. It is a really astoundingly bad defense at times. They probably should have lost that game. All it took was a better play call by the Chargers. Uh, Yeah, 52, I'm fine, you know, double dipping into this market and continuing to take this over. Uh, You've got a lot of nice weapons. I'm not big on Drew Locke, but I think this is going to be the week where Drew Locke looks good and not just in the fourth quarter because they're going to be able to score on this 
horrendous defense with all the weapons they have. Can you and down in the future, it's it's wild. It's Hamler, Sutton, Judy, Tim Patrick. <laughs> He's a thing too. So I don't know if it's I don't know if it's going to be Drew Lock in the future, but I think they have their receiving core sorted out, and this could be a fun offensive team for once, maybe for the first time in a while up in Denver eventually. I 100% agree with you. Do you think there's a little whiff of upset in the air? Vegas oh, yeah. has uh, Vegas has win. a rematch with Kansas City on deck. Yeah, it could be a little bit of a look ahead. Boy, that's a spot. Kansas City coming off the bye, angry about the loss. <laughs> I'm so. And then I what? And what else did I just say? They're one of the lowest. Go look at anything. I should go look what DVOA has them too, which I don't know. Their numbers are a little wonky. I'm at twenty. I'm at. I, they have, they're the twenty eighth best defense in the NFL by my number. Yeah. Like, you know, I just grabbed PFFs, but if you go DVOA, they are... Probably 30th, right? Something like that. That depends which... I kind of want to look at Dave instead of DVOA, but yeah, they're they're down there. They're not good. It doesn't matter what ranking you want to use. This is a bad defense. So yeah, it is a bit of a look-ahead spot, isn't it? A little bit. A little bit. A little bit too much market, uh, market-loving Vegas looking past Denver. Denver's been underwhelming a couple weeks in a row. Yeah, no, I mean it's a, it's a, I don't know. It's I guess two weeks in, two weeks ago Denver pulled off the upset against the Chargers, so it's not that far removed that they shocked the world. Um, but I agree with you. I mean Denver's compiling wins somehow, even though they stink. <laughs> like they're at what three and five. Denver. Yeah, they got three wins this season somehow. <laughs> I can't. I I I don't know what to say. Um, so yeah. They beat the Patriots, they beat the Chargers, and they beat someone else. Who am I forgetting? Eh, whatever. Um, yeah, I'm with you on the over. I think that's the right play. I don't hate a Denver play. I do not like a Vegas play. I do not like Vegas and Survivor. If you're playing that, you know, if you're still alive in Survivor and you're looking for a, a kind of a an, a squirrely entry, I'd steer clear of the, of the Raiders this week because the whiff of upset is in the air if things break right for the Broncos. Uh, let's move on down. Uh, I will give you the floor here to talk about Buffalo, Arizona. Another fun total in play. This is an this is one when I mentioned, hey, here's a total that I would still play. Fifty two. This is one I might not. This one's got a little out of hand. It's in <clears throat> by out of hand. I mean, it got to where I think we both thought it should be. I think we said like 56, 57 for this. Yes, on the podcast. I think we both yeah, called go it. Go back. I should I should go find that and clip it to prove us right. But it's 55 and a half. Like I'm not – I'm looking at the wrong one. 56 and a half some places. Pretty Jesus. much 56. 56 painted. It's juiced to the over at uh, several places. So moving to 56 and a half. I'll probably see some resistance here soon. That said – We've talked about Arizona before as they were a trendy over team early in the season because their pace, 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 pace. And we said, you know, maybe hold your horses on that because pace without efficiency doesn't always equal points. But, man, now the offense works. And I said a lot of shitty things about this offense last week, and I regret it. I still got my win. I still got my outright win because this defense sucks, just sucks donkey balls. And Tua played way better than I could even have hoped for. But it's a bad defense. It's porous, and that's kind of what you have on both sides. And we saw what uh, 
<laughs> what Josh Allen and this passing offense can do if a team just decides straight up not to prep for it, apparently. I'm not saying they're going to put up 40 again, but I'm not saying they ain't. This could be very similar to what we saw in the Miami game. So just imagine the Miami game, except instead of a rookie making a second start with an offense that loses Preston Williams at one point and is playing with, I don't know, who's the best receiver in Miami? Oh, Devontae Parker, not close. I'm trying to think what else they have. Like, Gasecki had a few catches. He's fine. Yeah, he's fine. It's just not like a... It's, yeah, I can't believe I blanked on Parker's name there. <laughs> he's the, good, man. Yeah, the love me some Parker. The uh, the stable there isn't great. It's amazing. It's true. No, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. Yeah, uh, dispute just, that at all. Instead of that, and you know, we've talked poorly about Josh Allen's accuracy, and it seems to come and go. Hopefully, it doesn't go this week because we're going to need him to score some points. But with Beasles, Brown, and uh, Diggs, it's a good passing offense. And yeah. 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 You know, two weeks ago, we saw him take advantage of a bad rush defense by just running on New England quite a bit. But if you are going to let this team throw, they're going to throw, and they're going to throw effectively. Diggs is very, very good. He's a league leader in a few different categories, I believe, right now. Um, yeah, yeah he's got, he 800, he's got awesome. 813 yards already. What a, what so, a player. And, you know, Love I, it. While I can say nice things about what they have, and I can say nice things about people that have stepped up in Arizona for this passing offense and, you know, Kirk and every, and even Fitzgerald. It, it's it's like Hopkins is getting lost in the shuffle here. I brought this up earlier, and I don't know how much you do this, but I still go to, like, local writers and read what the local media is saying. Even just, like, SB Nation stuff. That's where a lot of them, you'll, they'll grab the local stuff. And there's, like, a theory in Arizona where – uh, Murray doesn't like Hopkins because Hopkins takes too many. What? Yeah, because are you well, serious? This, this is this is one writer, but he kind of referenced how he'd said it before. Like this was an ongoing theory that he's been writing about. I missed it before, but Hopkins' uh, reluctance to participate in every single practice he thinks is bothering Murray, and Murray's and he only got three targets in a game with like a shitload of points and a lot of and a lot of passing. So I figured I for sure it was because Byron Jones was playing lockdown. I mean, I mean that's a that could be a case too because you are putting, Byron Jones I mean, is awesome. Why? I mean, why are you throwing and then you have to throw at Howard? Like you have to make a choice. There, they're both good. Well, I Howard was they, they were they Howard, were calling out they they were calling yeah, every they freaking Howard piece, every con- yeah. So I, mean, con- I don't know, just yeah, something right. to, something to keep an eye on. I do love a local. I don't. Ooh, I love a good local reporter. Th- Conspiracy theory. Got I'll tell you what, three though. Targets. It, w- so. Whether or not that, that's anyway, interesting. Yeah, that the, the defenses are it bad. The offenses are moving nice. Kyler Murray's feet are dangerous. Yes. And the the Bills again. They gave up a bunch of points to a good offense last week. Granted that that offense was behind and they had to play in that sort of scenario, but you're still missing Matt Milano at yeah. linebacker, and it's yeah. going to be an issue against this team. Yeah, and you can't generate pressure. You can use a good linebacker to chase down Kyler Murray when he takes off. You know what's also kind of kind of wild, and everything, everything, every piece of data, twenty dollar bill, man. Every piece of data have supported the over here, which is why when it opened as low as it did, I kind of fell out of my chair. Like, what the hell is this? Um, 
yeah, you, everything you're pointing out is great. Arizona now has um, multiples in the passing game, so you can't just lock down Hopkins and they'll hurt you elsewhere. Right. And that's that's exactly like what it was with Houston and Hopkins, because, you you know, you got to if you got to put two hats on Hopkins, then the other guys are going to be open. And when Fuller was healthy, he just unlocked Watson's potential. And you're seeing a lot of the same sort of thing right now with Kirk and and, and uh, Murray, because Murray throws a beautiful deep ball. His deep ball is is sweet to watch. And his he yeah, his wheels are special. He's relying on that more than he has in in uh, season last than last season specifically. Um, his offensive line is playing great. They're giving him lots of time. Uh, I was nervous the every single time Arizona had the ball against the Dolphins. I was like they're going to score a touchdown. They the Dolphins cannot get off the field and it's not because they're playing bad defense. It's because Arizona was just that dynamic offensively. And that was actually the first time I had seen them play that well offensively this season. Cliff Kingsbury, I was down on him for the first 6-7 weeks of the season. I did not like the way he was calling the game. I did not like his sequencing and his play calling. I say the exact opposite about Dable. His play calling, his sequencing has been so good for Buffalo. Um but it looks like Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury figured some things out in the um uh in the uh by week and it's he's solid now uh and honestly this is a perfect storm of two offenses that are rising that are solid that are that are aggressive that are you know they're passing heavy offenses i just i love it and uh i'm still de- not sold neither defense is good bad i'm still not sold on either I, yeah I'm, I'm not like end, getting end of the game bad decision by making by kingsbury and our guy um brian Brian, well, Flores. yeah, Miami coach Brian Flores. Flores. Brian yeah, Flores. Both, both field, both field goal calls are stupid. I'm gonna. <laughs> I was, I was fine. I didn't hate it. Flores's field goal call. Not as much it because was, I was we had because I my, my bigger bet was on the my bigger bet was on the points, and so as yeah. soon as they kicked that field goal, I was like, Bing. The only way that that what that goes down another is another field goal. Arizona hits a field goal and then overtime scores a touchdown. But even still, I was like, that's a slow, low probability event now. No, and um, I was in the same boat with you. And then you get jilted. You're like, yeah, that was an okay decision. Because <laughs> <laughs> that, that got the cover. Yes. It got us the yes. cover. Yeah, we yes. had like five and a half. We didn't even get the yeah, best right. number. It went away from us. But right. at the same time, it was probably the wrong call. Yeah, so, I think all so. All right. Uh, either okay. way. We're, we're both on the over. That's another yep. consensus. Josh Allen in the, in a in a controlled environment is also a lot more accurate. A lot, lot and, and Stephon Diggs, you're right. He's leading the leading the NFL in targets and catches right now. Granted, he's played nine games, so and that's skewed a little bit. Um, and yardage, yeah. Oh, dude, this is great. He's just a great player. I love Stephon Diggs. Um, oh, I'm shocked to see number two is Keenan Allen, and he only started seven games. How about that? Keenan Allen's having a he's secret a good year. Star. He's yeah. having a good damn that's year. The end of um, <laughs> i love that i love that i love that um real 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 quick to circle back i you know and buffalo's buffalo's and arizona's defense they're both in the bottom half of the league in my opinion i don't i don't yep. give either of these teams uh, especially a lot of credit uh defensively oh, if there was a concern for buffalo it it is missing some pieces on the offensive line but again arizona's pass rush isn't scary so not worried no, it's not scary. And honestly, when they're missing pieces in the offensive line, that de-incentivizes Buffalo from running the football. Which Let's move on. Let's talk about uh, the Chargers heading down to South Beach. We yeah, we did it. have to handicap here. We, we already talked about Miami a bunch. Yeah, that's a good point. But And we've talked about the Chargers a little bit too. They sure as hell um, – they're playing like a six and two team, but they're two and six. They find new ways to lose. 
I have the Chargers as a higher power ranked team than Miami, who they are worse than in terms of you know, record, but better than in terms of point differential. Actually, no, Miami's got a very solid point differential. Never mind. Um, but uh, yeah, I this is this is one of those where there's a shitload of line value on the Chargers, but damn you if you bet them, they are going to find a way to lose this by a field goal. That's uh. uh I said this earlier um, Tuesday afternoon with uh, Rufus and the good Dr. Eric when we were discussing Denver. And, you know, I said Ben, Pinnacle Ben, kind of asked about this. He's like, you know, I, just kind of joking about, like, is it just going to be fourth quarter Denver every time? And we all kind of just agreed. Like, there's, there's zero predictiveness to, you know, the garbage time points or something. And there are quarterbacks and teams who play – who will play up and play better against uh, soft defenses. And sometimes it comes down to just what the team's goal is there. You're not going to see 24 points a quarter out of the Denver Broncos every fourth quarter. I hope we do next week just because I have an over and I'd love to see it fly. But there's not a true predictive nature to that. And I said – then I said later on, I said, what about the Chargers? (laughs) Coughing up leads late. Like, it's a fun, funny joke. And you want to say, well, you know, it's just a joke. We're just goofing. But there is something to this. And I believe it. I believe it is coaching and leadership. I I don't know if it's the team's leadership by the players who are leading on the field or the coaching, the coaching, the play calling, the scheming, just the the planning, the decision making. Like, it's all of it. It's just a little bit of everything. Like, the Chargers aren't losing these games because they're unlucky. They're putting themselves in bad situations late. They're playing poorly with the lead. They're just doing dumb. You are making some poor decisions out there. Yeah. And, that, and yeah, damn you if you want to get in bed with this team right now. What uh, power numbers, Andy, find them? Looks like – was this off the board? Is that why I don't have a number punched in for you? What is the price here? There, it, it's down at the bottom. It's in a weird spot. Um, no, I just when I is, when I did stuff yesterday, it was off the board. So oh, minus okay. two and a half. Yeah, I mean, I make it Miami one and a half, but I'll be I'll be gosh darned if I'm playing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a surcharge here because Miami just did something awesome and coming away with that win. There's a I, I make actually uh, if if we give zero points for travel for travel, which you know this is not a great. It's a travel decent spot. travel spot yeah, across. But it's, yeah. It, yeah, if you if you if you give uh, Miami a point, then I have this as basically a pick 'em because I have the Chargers as a better team. Um, but I yeah, like you said, like I'm, I I want yeah. nothing to do with this. I can't realistically walk to the window and place a bet on the Chargers right now. Just can't 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 do it. Can't do it. Uh, can you tell me? This looks like there's been a little bit of momentum here to bet the under. Do you have a read on that total? Do you know why it's going down? Is I it- would think it's just to play against where it opened. And maybe people saying Tua's not going to play that well every week. They don't get to play uh, an Arizona defense in a game where it was a pinball machine and they had to keep playing very aggressively on offense to keep up with uh, what Kyler was doing on the other side of the ball. So, I mean, this total is probably fair. This is where it should be right now. I'm I'm fine with this. Easy game to skip. Yeah, it's a pretty easy game to skip, but I can see the angle to bet the under saying, like, the Chargers are a better defense than than Arizona. Tua won't play that well again, and Miami has a good defense and who might be able to contain Keenan Allen here a little. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I agree with that. Um, skipping it. 
Let's talk about uh, the game of the week. Seattle heads to LA to take on the Rams. Awesome, awesome uh, rivalry between these two. Some fantastically entertaining games over the last handful of years. I dare you to bet this under. <laughs> Seattle and LA tend to play very high scoring affairs. Seattle, especially. Like this is this team scores 30 in, the, in their sleep. Um, I personally find value in Seattle in this spot. I have Seattle as my number two team in the NFL. Uh, I have um, Russell Wilson is my favorite quarterback as far as you know statistical profile this season and what he's doing and the way he's being aggressive is spectacular. Um, I I would look for Seattle to be the you know kind of the the their their ability in this game will kind of control the way the game goes in my opinion. Uh, the Rams are currently the number one ranked defense in the NFL. That's based on eight games. It's very, very unwise to take an eight-game sample of defensive performance and use that to forward project how a defense will look over the second eight games of a given season. Uh, this You can compound that by the fact that the Rams have, number one, Aaron Donald, uh, who is kind of the only guy that's a real difference maker in that front seven. You can put two hats on him, take him out of the game. Seattle's offensive line is playing well. Uh, Jalen Ramsey cannot match up against any of these weapons in the passing game, even though he is an all pro and quietly the Rams have lost a handful of players on defense through attrition. This is a stars and scrub unit. And there's a lot of scrubs taking the field that Seattle is going to be able to pick on. I think Russell Wilson and the Seattle offense control this one from whistle to whistle. Uh, I don't mind taking the money line at plus money at all. I think this moves across zero. I think Seattle closes the favorite. I think they're the right side every which way you can make them the right side. And honestly, the Rams coming off the bye even don't, you know, and whatever McVay can do from a game scheming standpoint against a very bad defense does not scare me because the best, the way to beat Seattle's pass defense is to attack them deep. And Jared Goff is not the quarterback to be able to do that. His deep ball has been his last lacked precision for the entirety of this season. So far, uh, I do not see the Rams being able to keep pace. Uh, and realistically, you know, Seattle can stop the run fairly well, which makes this entirely on Jared Goff's shoulder and his ability to complete passes 15 yards down the field. Uh, so happy to take Seattle in the spot. Backed him on the money line. One of the most mispriced sides that I see across the board this week. Uh, I feel pretty good about this one. You want to pop, uh, pop the bubble a little bit here? Yeah, my numbers disagree with you. And I, before I'm going to go against you here, I want to dig in a little why. Okay. Because my numbers make it Rams minus three. Okay. And this was one of those things where on the Sunday podcast, we had both talked about like, well, shit, I might take Seattle here. Might take them on the money line, kind of see how this goes. And now I pull up my numbers. I update things. I add in a little extra because they are off the buy. And I look and I'm showing value on the Rams. And I want to dig into if I am overrating this defense, if I'm underrating something Seattle did, Seattle's defense is atrocious. I think what I finally landed on was live betting this game. It's going to really – this game, your, your win or loss here is going to come down to one person, and it's probably Sean McVay. Okay. Either he puts together and, – and I don't think it will be particularly close – if he puts the game script together, the game plan to make Goff successful 
on the outside against the secondary, take out these new pieces that have, I mean, Adams showed his face in the, in the pass rush. Uh, actually, the Bills were sacked seven times, mostly Josh Allen. I say the Bills. I think they, yeah, they gave up seven sacks. It was, uh, it was a wild game up there in Buffalo. That was actually – having a losing ticket sucked, but it was a fun game. It was if, – if he can put a game plan together where he just picks apart Seattle on the outside with some decent receiving options, getting the ball out quick with, you know, plus matchups on the secondary – like the Rams might win by double digits. If he puts together one of these game plans where Goff is getting pressured up the middle, holding the ball too long, they decide to try to run it instead of throwing it like they should be against this defense. Seattle wins by double digits. Like there's no close. I don't think there's a close game here. That's where I'm like, obviously any game I'm, I'm, would make fun of you for taking the plus one and a half. Like that would be hilarious. And I'd tease you to no end. But if this was three, I'd tell you to like maybe you should take the money line. Shit, you did it in the you did it in the Miami game. You know your main bet was Miami yeah, plus five right. and a half. But you know you and I we always say that like you got you got to put a little bit on the money line, and it worked for Raiders Miami last week, which was nice. So yeah, I, like even the three three and a half, I'd say you might want to just skip that all together and take the money line because if McVay does one of those things where he does his brain fart and all of a sudden he's not a good coach that week, which happens. They they don't they're not successful on offense whatsoever, and the defense can be as good as it wants. It's not going to keep, you know, Russell and DK and Lockett and all those pieces out of the end zone for four quarters. Okay, they have to beat them on offense. So, live betting opportunity for me, I think, just kind of based on what I'm seeing out of the Rams early. Okay, and not uh, not to say I'm going to fade you. It it might it might be a case where I'm, I'm with you. I'm just with you late. We're two weeks removed from being on this podcast as the Rams headed to Miami and me asking you, am I overweight on the Rams? Am I high on the, too high on the Rams here? And you saying, yes, absolutely. What, what happened? Well, I, I, can't, down, <laughs> I can't downgrade them on their bye. Oh, no, but, but what about after the Miami game? You didn't see anything in that game that spooked you? You didn't downgrade mm-hmm. Goff. You didn't downgrade that offense. I did. And I, st- I, I still, I still have them. I still have them near enough. Seattle, like Seattle's defense, is still, is still such a question mark here, where it has them low enough. Mm-hmm. I guess I, I, yeah. I, I value. Uh, I don't want to say I value balance, but a really good offense isn't always enough to overcome a really bad defense, especially. And the the comments from. Carol spooked me a little too. Not saying I'm adjusting power ranking numbers off a coach's comments, but that just certainly didn't help. No, that was awful. But the, everybody in Seattle sleptwalked through that Buffalo game. That was a, that's a mulligan for them. That's a mulligan. Well, they were looking for they're they were looking for they're, they're, they're oh no for sure this is important and, and kudos like if if anything I should upgrade the Rams. Their whole division lost where they're on bye. Who's uh here's here's a pop quiz for you. Who's the uh, the best quarterback the Rams have faced so far this year? Um, Dak Prescott, not even close. And that was week one. And yeah, I mean it, it's not even close. Terrible, but... and they called a terrible game. A terrible game. That game was awful to watch. Awful, 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 awful. They, this defense is. 
it is not properly rated at all on top of the fact that defense isn't predictive. They'd have played literally no one. Um, yeah, it's top 10, not top one. That's clear. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. But yeah, I, 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 have, I have no problem thinking Seattle is going to get theirs in this spot. They are, they match up well. Uh, and this is uh yeah, this is, this is, this is, this is one of those where you look back and, and, and after, after we see how the second half of the season plays out and the Rams kind of fall out of the playoff picture and Goff is just struggling week in, week out. And we're like, man, dude, Goff, is he the long-term answer? What are they going to do? I'll announce who wins after we're, the first Rams drive. We're, okay. Okay. Well, please, I will call you on that. But uh, yep. yeah, like honestly, like week 15, we're going to look back and be like, man, remember when Seattle was dogs to the Rams? Like yeah. I, th- that's the way I feel about this game. I, I just, Seattle is so the right side in every which way. And the market is thrown off because of how bad they played last week. People yeah. were on them last week and they let them down. This is a perfect spot to, to be a, a Seattle backer. I am a, I am a little nervous too, because it wasn't a one-off situation now for Russell throwing some interceptions, taking some sacks, sure, making some bad throws. He now, what, five interceptions in two weeks? I don't think that's going to continue at that rate, but it's a little troubling. Okay. Yeah, I don't that, – that doesn't that doesn't shock me. And this um, offense – defense is so bad. Yeah, but people keep pointing to yards. So what? I'm They're, pointing to Seattle, points. Seattle scored so many points. They get, they have the lead so much. Like they scored 10 points in the first half. On them. Um. Yeah, and that that game they were awful for the full game, but in the most part, like their statistical profile is shaded because they're leading so often, and teams are passing on them. Like that's not shocking. Um, they're bad by Seattle standards, by Pete Carroll standards, and they need to get their shit together. They're not going to be uh, uh, long for the playoffs with this, you know, that performing at this level. But um, they're certainly going to be able to outscore this Rams team. I, the Rams offense is a problem. Uh, do you want to guess without looking off the top of your head what my Rams uh, offensive rating is? Like 16. 19th. They are almost bottom quartile. They are very close. I'm I'm really weird with them too. Like they I feel like they can be top five and bottom five any given week. Okay. And I have them I have them in the middle. Yeah. Okay. Fun game. Let's move on to San Francisco, New Orleans. So this one's in the afternoon, and this is one of those before the season started that I was super looking forward to because San Francisco, New Orleans was so, so, so fun last year. It was the best regular season game of the year last year. I don't know if you remember, but uh, I think you bet the over in that game and it was home by halftime. Uh, New Orleans went up like 28, seven ish. San Francisco came back. They took the lead. New Orleans scored late. George Kittle uh, on like fourth down, just got like, just ran amok. And, you know, just just dunked on the Saints defense at the end of that one. Got the face mask, put them in position to score the oh, game. Oh, I'd forgotten that part. so yeah. good. It was such a good game. So fucking good. Um, a lot of those players for San Francisco not taking the field this week. A lot of those players for New Orleans will Are be any of them? this week. And honestly, as a New Orleans backer, as a New Orleans stakeholder, uh, the market has overreacted. To this team, uh, they have moved them out to nine and a half, ten point favorites here against San Francisco. San Francisco has extra rest in this spot. Um, that's too much of an adjustment. You want to know what I make this without? Like, I haven't made the proper injury adjustments, 
but just my raw San Francisco number, I make this uh, Niners minus four. Or excuse me, New Orleans minus New four. New Orleans minus four. Okay, yeah. I'm not like I'm it's not clear it's far. clearly way, way off. I have like, I, okay, no, here's here's the thing. I've downgraded no, that's not way, way off. I've downgraded San Francisco two weeks in a row. They I have I am I am moving them down aggressively. They are one point worse than an average team. New Orleans is three and a half points better than an average team. Not nine and a half, right? Like this is ten points is just too many here. It's too many. Period. But I can't get in bed with San Francisco. That's the thing. Like it, it is clearly off, but at the same time, we could see the same thing we saw with Seattle, yeah. where uh, we we saw what this offense could do when fully healthy again and motivated against a good defense last week. Now it's going up against a beat up defense. Yeah, and you can make your power number whatever you want, but it's very hard to properly rate in uh, cluster injuries. And by cluster injuries, I mean everywhere across the entire team. Yes. The whole team is just – you look at those injury reports, and I've mentioned this before, injury reports do not include a list of IR players. So when you see that injury report that's like 10 players long, it's actually missing like six more because people are on the season-long IR or just short-term IR. It's it's something – I really do actually feel bad for this team, how how beat up they've gotten – it's it's not fun because it was supposed to be a good team. Yep. And I, in all actuality, it sucks. It really is. Does Nick suck. Mullins uh, is Nick Mullins a uh, pretty much in you know neutral relative to Jimmy G the way he's been yeah, playing this year. Pretty fair. Uh, no Kittle, right? I don't think so. No Kittle, um, no Debo. New Orleans defense isn't as good as they played against Tampa. Those no, like San I said, Francisco. the pass rush is good, but it's <laughs> what's who was the guy that was on uh, Evans? Why, why am I blanking? Mark Sean Lattimore. Yeah, he, he plays like God, Jesus Christ, and Allah when he when he goes up against him for some reason. And like, then otherwise, just, no. Yeah, and he, like he's a good he's a good cornerback, but for some reason when he plays Tampa, he just takes it to the goddamn limit. He was so good. Yeah, it's it's, it's wild. That was Richie was James. Richie James was was frisky. Yep. I like him. Uh, I guess really where I'm getting at is it's a good defense, not great. Does San Francisco get to 20 points? Probably. Kyle not. Shanahan's still scheming. He's even if we know, even if this game is out of reach, Kyle Shanahan's still going to call offense. He's still going to push the pedal and try to score some touchdowns in garbage time here. He wouldn't do that to us. You're, let's put a pin in this and circle back when we're done. But San Francisco team total over 20 popped for me. Yeah, maybe that's the way to play this. What's your gut feel on that? We probably get it in garbage time, don't we? Could be. Yeah. A lot of ways to get it. I mean, New Orleans, just the the idea that New Orleans replicates that level of effort is is not good. Not in this situation. No, not in this situation. So They they are sitting fat and happy right now. They now have a essentially a two game lead over Tampa Bay. Yeah. With the, the, the season sweep in the pocket through the first half of the season now yeah. over basically the only team they can overtake them yeah. for the division. They're this, in the catbird seat. You know what? Their ass is in the jackpot. <laughs> their ass is in the jackpot. It is. All right. Well, let's circle back on this. I don't have a play on it for now, but I want to know if there's any. That might, yeah, that might be, be it. 20? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's going to be 20. Um, That's an icky one, but boy. <laughs> uh, there might be a pl- team total play in this one too. 
Uh, I'm not even looking. What do we got next? Baltimore, New England in primetime. You want to tease another this New England primetime game? <sighs> we played this already. Yes, we did. And a big, if you didn't listen to the Sunday pod, I posited the question, Drew, is there any situation in the Baltimore, in the, excuse me, in the New England, New York Jets game where this number goes from six and a half to six or anywhere other, you know, outside of some freak stuff happening to like Baltimore in the, you know, over the course of the week. Like in the Monday night game, there's nothing New England can do to make this go the other way. The only thing that can happen is this number can reopen at seven or seven and a half or worse if like there's some major injury. You agreed with me. I was I took that as gospel because I had already made up my mind on that. I took a six and a half minus O two and I feel good about it. I would still bet a, if there's if there was a seven at a really good price um, looking across the board, it looks like you can get some sevens at just a shade under minus one ten. Still, if you look around, I don't hate it. I but um, I much more prefer my six and a half because it's mine and I bet it. <laughs> and the the defensive effort really sold me. Missing God, I gotta find my notes here. It was Humphrey with Rona. Humphrey was out. It was um, Calais Campbell. Calais what, Campbell got hurt partly, and then Fort the linebacker. Yep. Also missing. And this defense played up. And we can say bad things about uh, Phillip Rivers. And he was missing T.Y. Hilton. That didn't help. But this is a team that scored 41 points two weeks ago, held him to 10. And I guess the biggest part for me for Baltimore was the second half adjustments. Sure. He made some nice adjustments. This is something I brought up too before. Uh, I used the example of the golf shot from today. The John Rahm skip, skip the rock across the pond and go in the hole. How many times did you see that video? Like on the timeline, everybody. Like I'm gonna say conservatively, fifty. Yeah, fifty. It. That's what we used to get on Sunday evenings with the oh shit, look what Lamar did today. Good last year, Lamar. There would always be some crazy Lamar highlight where he did like three spin moves in a hurdle. Where are those? Uh, and that's where I still think his knee is a little injured. Sure. And we might – this might be buying low on Baltimore at some point because if he can get that knee right come playoff time, it could be a dangerous team again. Like, it's not just like, oh, he forgot how to do that. I think he is still a little injured. So, it, it We talk about this every week. Baltimore is going to be a buy low at some point. It, yes. It could be now. It could be next week they play Tennessee. It could be the week after they play – um, Pittsburgh, right? There's a couple of spots where they could still drop some. But after Pittsburgh, after Thanksgiving, their schedule is so flipping soft down the home stretch. It is just a picture perfect five games in to get themselves into playoff shape. Um, so be prepared. Um, and I agree. The six and a half was a great bet. Uh, I honestly, if it goes any higher, seven and a half, eight, I'm going to think hard about coming back on some New England because New England's, they're not as bad as they looked against the Jets. That offense can still do some things. They're tough to get off the field on third and fourth down. Um, His his A dot had to be like the length of his arm. Oh, God. He he was like 22 22 of 24 for like 100 yards. Other than the massive third down conversion to Jacoby Myers like third and 20 or whatever it was where he got maybe 19 yards on that play. Other than that, every ball that was going deep from Cam Newton was just, it just didn't look like it had a chance. 
It was so, so tough watching him try to throw deep. He is dink and dunk. They are a running team. And the Baltimore Ravens are set up well to stop that. I think New England is going to have a tough time sniffing um, north of 17 points here. And I think Baltimore matches up well against the New England defense. Dude, what the fuck happened? New England's defense sucks. They suck. I can't believe the statistics that I'm looking at. What is going on with these guys? No, that that was like uh, the the play was. Hey, I feel smart because I got ahead of the Flacco news on that teaser. Like that was the play, and Flacco looked like like he was playing Peyton Manning in the playoffs all those years ago. Like, oh, he's just gonna bomb it deep to whoever the fuck caught that. Oh, yeah. like was it Bear? I don't think it was Barrios. I'm not even sure who was it. The guy that caught the first long bomb, Rashard Perryman. It it might have been Brashad Perryman. I think uh, so. And then the classic Flacco long bomb interference play that yeah. he's been so good at. Like it was it was turned back the clock. I, I even had that tweet. Like, remember how good Cam was at just like doing that thing where he'd just do the like he'd jump over the line and then yep. he'd come back and he'd have yeah. the first down by like a foot and a half clearly. Yes. Like the Cam Newton dive was something to be had back in the day. So it it was a throwback game for those it guys, was. I guess. And our guy Cam got it done in the end, never in doubt. But I I don't think the Jets are squarely. I think the Panthers or Panthers, Patriots defense is just that bad right now. It's really bad, man. It's really bad. They're like thirty first in DVOA defense. That might that I popped that popped my eyes. Right? My my personal ranking, I have them twenty eighth. Um, they are not good. I'm shocked. And I mean, there's been a lot hand wringing about what's wrong with Baltimore's offense. What's wrong with Baltimore's offense? Right. Last two weeks, they've played the Steelers and the Colts. Those are good defenses. Steelers are like number three defense right now. Colts are like number four. They played. The Eagles, that's a solid defense. They played Washington football team, solid defense. Kansas City Chiefs, solid defense. They scored 33 points against the Texans. They scored 27 points against the Bengals. Like, I don't know that there is really something that wrong with Baltimore's offense. They've just been playing a lot of tough defenses. And lo and behold, now you bring in the Patriots who are giving up what they just gave up to Joe Flacco, and you're going to let me have, uh, you know, this team under a touchdown? Like, that was just a fun bet, I think, I think Baltimore shows out. I think this is a nice spot for them to, uh, to really remind, remind people that they are, uh, that they are absolutely in the mix in the AFC. Um, this is a prime time game. So if they do kick major, major ass here, um, it's going to be their, their number is going to get shorter, right? Yep. They got Tennessee next week. It's not in prime time. They got Pittsburgh in prime time on Thanksgiving. That that one one and then they got the Cowboys in prime time on a Thursday. Uh, so there are and then they got Monday prime time against the Browns. So there are four of their next five games are going to be in prime time. If they if Lamar is getting right and does kick ass in this spot, that number is going to get a heck of a lot shorter. Is this the buy spot on Baltimore AFC? Big big question. What's your price? What are you getting? <sighs> I'm gonna look it up right I now. I can get a five to one on AFC. I can get you know where I might take them right now, Drew. I have Pittsburgh five to one to win the North. <laughs> like I can get yeah. plus two seventy five. I might take just take my uh, I don't to know win that, my state. I don't back. know that that's as good of a bet as as the. Well, AFC. no, I just 
I'm just to get my to free roll for the year. Okay, that's that's fine. I that I don't I don't have any disagreement with that. Um, I just think the more the better value may be them to win the a- AFC. Five, yeah, twenty five to one plus five twenty. Okay, yeah, I'll hunt around. I'll see what I can find for the best price on that. And again, I might have to drive to Iowa for it. I like it. I like it. Anything north of five to one, I think, is putting in the queue. And then we can uh, enjoy our seven to one Saints, five to one Ravens Super Bowl. That'll be fun. That'll I'm be so good. good about that. They don't match up great against the Kansas City Chiefs. That's literally the only like like honestly, given the opportunity to bail on this future that I'm talking about, potentially placing at five to one on the Ravens, I will bail on it with the Chiefs in game. Uh, if that's the matchup in the AFC title game, especially if it's in Kansas City. Would you agree? Yeah. That's kind of tough. They are five to one at DraftKings, and I'll see what I can get at FanDuel. I don't have any of the other ones. I still have not done my tour of Iowa. That has to be one of the. I keep getting screwed over on these Saturdays, where I, I apparently promised to do these these uh, projects around the house. I really got to get out of that. Is what I have to do. <laughs> One of these Saturdays, I just have to say kick rocks. I'm going gambling across Iowa for the day. I like it. All right. Well, back to Ravens on Sunday Night Football. That'll be a fun one. Um, Love it. Last one, doing? Monday what? night, Monday. You want to do Monday night tonight or later? No, on? let's talk about it later because I, I don't know what I'm going to do with the Bears yet. Yeah, just We won't talk about it. We'll close the show on that. I'm teasing the Bears. You're teasing the Bears. Okay. It might be the be- it, This might be one of the better teaser legs of the whole season. It really is. The total is low. It's Real a tough low. place for Minnesota to play. Buy low on the Bears. Sell high on the Vikings. The defense is the best defense that the, the Vikings will play during this little stretch. Mm-hmm. The offense is very good. Justin Jefferson probably should be rookie of the year over the quarterbacks. Yeah. And it, there's a lot of things going against the Bears, but I don't foresee the Vikings running away with this one. I think, honestly, I think um, the Bears need six points to cover that teaser. Like, that's my official projection. <laughs> if the Bears get to six points, your teaser leg is safe. I think so. <laughs> Low scoring, yeah. Might be a, Very much might so. be an underlook, too. Yeah. yeah. Fade the Minnesota offense for once. So. It's going to be wind. Right. wind in Green Bay, Cleveland and Chicago this weekend. Would you say it's bear weather? Oh my God. Is it bear weather? It bear weather. Absolutely. I got, I should look, I don't want to say, I won't say it on podcast. I'll keep it for streams. The good luck and life and love and whatever the fuck I said the other night that cracked me up, even cracked yeah. myself up. So that was good. Good work. All right. Well, thanks guys for listening. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, if you listen to this, we'll see if you listen to it in time, we'll see a Thursday night for halftime of Colts. Tennessee, uh, as always, all our picks will be in the BetSpurts app as we oh, are absolutely. now powered by BetSpurts. All my app picks are already in the BetSpurts app. Yeah, they are already. Yeah. So if you want to, it's an easier way to track and keep track of all our NFL stuff. Yeah, and you should be doing that too. Build some clout. Yeah, get your clout on. Get your clout on. <laughs> so until, uh, yeah, until Thursday, and then after that, some Sunday streams. We'll see you then, guys.